0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We are your hosts, James and Anthony. This episode will be on House of the Dragon, Episode 5, We Light the Way. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. James and I just watched the fifth episode of House of the Dragon. And man, this show just continues to show you, just like Game of Thrones, that it is not all sunshine and rainbows. It's brutal. This show is insanely good. I I, I was like, how are they going to top the last episode and before that i was like how are they gonna top that that episode the last three episodes have been so incredible this one had me screaming and running around the house That's true the top my lungs like a like a little old man who with someone like in his backyard going through his garbage you're a very little man i was (laughs) we're the same size twin (laughs) i was freaking out what an ending to this incredible episode it felt like a season finale almost that's how intense it it was The, the cliffhanger felt like a season finale and Partly that's because I believe this is the the last episode that the younger actresses playing Granera and Allison will be on the show. So from now on, we'll be getting Emma Darcy and Olivia Cook Cook as both those characters from here on out. Instead of Millie Alcock and Emily Carey. Yeah, who did a terrific job. So it did feel like the end of an era in a lot of ways, but it was full of surprises and... Great conflict, great drama, excellent performances all around. Uh, Kristen Cole got a lot of screen time in this episode. It was cool to see him more involved in the in the storyline, and then Damon showing once again that he is an absolute savage. Savage will do anything to get the throne. Th- the episode opened with him murdering his wife. It was terrifying and horrible and he's really showing himself to be a villainous man and then when he walked into the ceremony the feast for the beginning of the marriage ceremony the royal wedding and just the tone completely shifted inside the environment and for the viewers and he just did his Damon strut down the down the alley <laughs> down down the aisle and sat down and we learned so much where now he inherits runestone and everything that was be, that would have been left to his wife he inherits everything so he's probably about to amass a huge fortune probably an army probably an entire castle which is crazy because now he won't even need his brother or the throne to be a player for the throne yeah and you just see v- viserys's face as he's listening to the conversation between Damon and and his wife his wife's cousin and viserys's look is just like oh crap what is going on what is he up to and you can see the look of panic on his face. Because Viserys is in a bad situation where he knows he's going to die soon. He is on his last legs, and it's going to happen pretty soon. It, it, it probably—we just we watched him die at the end of the episode, most likely. Probably. That's probably the last time we'll ever see him again. That was probably his last moment of life. And so I think that seeing his brother in such a situation made him afraid for his daughter and for what would happen to the realm, but also what would happen with, to Renara with Damon Gaining such strong foothold as a lord of a land. Now, Alicent got so much character development in this episode because she had that conversation with her father Otto as he's being uh, left, as he's leaving the King's Landing, and she said she didn't want him to leave, and he explains to her like, "You don't understand. Like, you cannot be. I mean, Rhaenyra and Aegon cannot be together. Like, they. It has to be one of them. They can't be like competing for the throne." So either you latch yourself to Rhaenyra or to Aegon or you can beg for mercy from Rhaenyra because either way, one of them is going to take the throne and sooner or later Rhaenyra is going to take the throne w- with a blade to Aegon. He also knows that the realm won't accept Rhaenyra as a, as a ruler, which Rhaenyra found out when she went on the streets with Damon and actually listened to the public opinion on her. And so I think that Otto understands that if Rhaenyra becomes the ruler of the Seven Kingdoms, it will cause chaos probably, and it will make others try to take her out. And it will cause, I think, I think Otto, like, I didn't realize how, yes, he was trying to insert his own kin into line, uh, into the line to rule. Yes, he manipulated Allison to get into the throne room and to basically court Viserys and to make sure his own grand- grandchildren and grandson. Ended up becoming tried to make him heir to be the king of the Seven Kingdoms. Eventually, at first, I thought it was more selfish what he was doing. But now, after that scene, I I realized that Otto was trying to do the best he the best thing he thought was possible to protect the future of the realm by bringing by producing uh, a male heir for Viserys, not because it was because like it should be a man. But because he seemed to, he seems to believe that the realm is much safer and there's much less likelihood of any kind of rebellion or conflicts if there was a male heir, as opposed to Rhaenyra, who many people won't accept as the heir. Great point. And so we actually finally got the marriage and union of Rhaenyra to the Lord Corlys's Lord Corliss's son, who is Lannor, Lord Laenor, and. I loved them when they went to high tide and this was a brilliant production design. The the production design sets in this episode specifically blew my mind between high tide, which is like one of my favorite palaces I've seen on TV before is beautiful, huge sets as well as the, the the banquet hall for King's Landing for the wedding as well too so just really incredible production design work on this on this episode specifically we'll be seeing that uh, a lot more Little Corliss is home for sure and I love how he's got like the driftwood throne and everything like that yeah. but I loved being there it's such a cool different splice of the of the realm that we hadn't really seen before and we learned a lot while we were there And Corliss, he's he before he accepted the proposal of their a marriage he wanted to understand the terms of would Valerian be the last name of the children, and would Valerian be the name of the new rulers? Where Viserys said, "There's going to be a compromise where they will have the last name Valerian, but whoever takes the throne of their children will be named Targaryen, and Targaryens will continue to rule the realm." I also like how Lord Corlys didn't come to greet the king purposefully, and the king basically had to come enter his his throne room and like he approached Corliss as though like Corliss was a ruler in his own like he was sitting on the, on the chair up high and then the king had to like say hi to him and enter his home which is it should be that the the lord of the land or the castle welcomes the king outside the the entrance, and so I like how he had that great power play within that moment. Maybe he removed the chairs from that room as well. Who knows? Because mm-hmm. he's like, we can have a chair brought in for you. He's like, I, don't I need saw a chair. one in the background. <laughs> <laughs> was, at least it's not a Starbucks. I, I saw cup. two in the background. At least yeah. it's not a Starbucks cup. <laughs> we, he's like, can we get you a chair? And I was like, I was like, there's one right there. <laughs> and so. Rhaenyra has accepted her responsibility to the realm, and she comes to an arrangement with Laenor because I'm sure she knows, and we find out that Laenor is gay, and he has his own lover, just like Rhaenyra has a lover with Kristen Cole. And they come to an arrangement where they will do their duties to the realm, but they'll be able to do whatever they want besides that. And Which uh, Damon taught her. Huh? Which Damon taught her. Yes, basically. Yeah. So uh, you could say that Damon has helped push Rhaenyra to this point of accepting her duties to the realm, basically. And understanding that marriage, like he said, is political. a political advantage yeah. in ploy, which she, she throws in his face in Targaryen language, which is very cool. Yeah. So Damon's plan didn't work out because his plan was to become a widow so that he and Renara could possibly wed, and then she basically rejects him on the spot at the dance floor. But that was his—that was his plan going into the celebration. It seems like it was his plan A. Yeah. I'm curious what his plan got, B is. I think he has like C and D as well. Probably. Yeah. I bet you him and Corlys still have something going on, man. I bet you they were they were tight man. They're they text, went they went to war texting, together. Yeah. you don't go to war together with somebody <laughs> and not have like a strong bond. So uh-huh. I'm sure they're they got some plans going on that we don't know about yet. Also, Kristen Cole, like you said, was all over this episode. I really enjoyed having him as a major plot character in this episode, and we learned that you know Kristen Cole basically offers to elope with Rainera and they can live free and have bushels of oranges and stuff like that. And Rainera clearly has strong feelings for Kristen Cole, and Kristen Cole basically declared his love for her. And she turns him down because she is the realm. That's what she says. She's to be queen. and it, She it doesn't want cinnamon and oranges. Basically, I think what Rhaenyra's plan backfired a bit where she thought she could have her cake and eat it too. Yeah. That expression, which makes no sense. But that's basically what she was trying to do. She's like, oh, I'll just have both. But that doesn't work out in every situation. It worked out for Laenor and his his uh, lover, but it didn't seem to work out so far as we know it with Cole, Kristen Cole and Rainera. She didn't think the emotions would get all mushy and messy (laughs) for Kristen. I think she underestimated Kristen and how much, not how much he cared about her, but what he wanted from her. Yeah, and what that, for, I think Rainera for that moment, it wasn't as maybe emotionally powerful as it was for Kristen Cole, even though it was both of their first times, but I think Rainera is really enticing the idea of being able to sleep around, whereas Kristen was like, run away with me, and we'll start a life. I think it's not so much that, in my opinion, I think it's because she's a princess, she's had everything she's ever wanted in her entire life, you know, and... he's a, a, a knight who's sworn an oath, and he's, yeah. you know, he's broken his virtue, and if he's gonna do it, it's gonna be for just one person, so I think it's kind of like a Jon Snow kind of thing where I'm going to break my virtue for just, like, one person. That's about it. John Snow slept with a few people. Yeah, no, until, you know, at first there was just the one. <laughs> just egret, Just egret. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though. So it's it was more, I think, of an impact for Kristen Cole to do that versus the princess. Oh, yeah. that. But, I mean, I think that she just wants – she's enticed to sleep with other people and because, like you said, she's a princess and she's had everything she's ever wanted. She wants to, like, live a, a – an interesting life, I think, and having yeah. multiple partners. I think she just wanted Kristen Cole on yeah. the side at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And she thought so, she could have it, but she can't. Well, side booty. <laughs> he doesn't want to be side booty. He wants to be He's main like, I booty. won't be a whore. <laughs> 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 and also, we had a great moment with Chris, Kristen and Allison. Allison had a great episode where she's heard the gossip, obviously, about Damon and Renera, and she questions. Kristen Cole about the supposed rumor and gossip about this coupling that <laughs> potentially <laughs> happened between them and Kristen Cole, the, the writing was so great in this, in this episode and specifically the wording of Allison. She doesn't say specifically what the gossip is, but she kind of stops herself because she doesn't want to say it. She assumes that Kristen Cole knows that it's about Damon because he's her sworn protector with her constantly. So he would obviously know he probably like saw them with Damon or something like that, but he confesses, to himself with Raynera, and he probably didn't even think it was about Damon at all. So he accidentally confesses to the slippage of the breaking of virtue of the princess, which now has clearly turned Allison into an enemy against Raynera. Her entire tone has shifted towards her, and now she seems to be making ploys against Raynera, where she kind of was trying to be on Raynera's side. Yeah, Raynera swore on her mother's life that she didn't do anything unbecoming of a-, a princess in the last episode, and. Uh, Allison believed Renera. and so I think that understand learning this new truth about Kristen Cole and Renera has caused a huge wound within Allison, and it's going—it's the biggest division. I, I mean, it caused the her marriage to Viserys caused a huge division between them. But it seemed like they were kind of getting back on good terms again, and they had a great moment last episode. But now I think this is like the old, like this is the final straw, and it looks like they're going to be adversaries for. From now on. And it it's, looks it's like it. It's sad. It's so sad. And now it looks like Allison's going to go for Aegon to be the heir to the throne. Oh, I think Allison's going for the throne. It's so... We'll, we'll, we don't know, but they have... Someone's going to be on the throne next time we watch the show. We'll see, because I'm, no. I'm assuming Viserys is dead. but like, assuming he dropped yeah. dead. But, like, this is their last episode. The younger actresses. Exactly. So it, either so, has so to be on Rhaenyra's the throne. So probably got to be on the throne, I'm assuming, if that's... Because if uh viserys died they met they wed in time yeah even though the the wedding was insane first of all like i said i love the production design there's a huge set of extras so many people on this set it was enormous like 100 people there really well shot really well made it lasted like 20 minutes but the whole time you're like something's gonna happen something's gonna (laughs) happen always happen like red wedding something's gonna happen when's it gonna happen and then finally that scuffle breaks out during the dancing and we still don't really know exactly what happened. We know that Kristen Cole beat Joffrey to death, who's Lenore's lover. Destroyed his face. My goodness, what a great oh shot God. of gore. Beat him to death. And we saw that Joffrey was holding a dagger. My, my assumption is going to be right now, without seeing the next episode, is that Kristen Cole was doing it to protect Rhaenyra from politically being moved against by uh, Laenor and, jo- and Joffrey because they know the secret of Kristen Cole. Uh, yeah, I think it wasn't I don't think it was protected to protect himself, but to protect Renera for sure. I so, think that because Joffrey made that kind of like that playful, antagonizing moment of saying like, "Hey, I know your secret, I know that you you're a, have a relationship with the princess, just like, I have a relationship with Lenor." Obviously, that was a bad move by Joffrey. I think he he seemed like an arrogant guy and was trying to play his cards, and it, he threatened Christians. It was essentially a threat. And so, but Kristen is so emotionally unwound right now in this moment that I think he just lost control. And I think that he straight up murdered Joffrey. That's my straight guess. Straight up murdered. And I don't remember watching. We just, we literally just turned it off. Yeah. I don't remember seeing any other explanation than that. Because, no, that was But it. we don't know because yeah. it was just hidden. Wait, there was a post credit scene? <laughs> <laughs> but it was so great. So I can't wait to find out because I was so scared that Kristen Cole was going to kill himself. Yeah, I thought he would. And I, he was about to, but and then we hear a voice. You didn't know who it was at first. At first, I thought was, was that Renara because she just got wed to Leonor. Why would she be outside? Oh, but I was, knew who it was. But it was allison's yeah. stopped Kristen Cole, and now I bet you she is she going to recruit Kristen new, Cole as an ally? Allies. against Renara. Wow, this is this is a great episode. This writing is so terrific. My goodness, it's one of the it's I think it might be my favorite show of the year so far. and We're only five episodes. Yeah, in. and Renara's I think she's making a lot of mistakes. In this episode, I think that um, the power and the in- imminent power is kind of getting to her head. And she's not acting as wisely as she usually has in the past. And it's probably going to come back to bite her in the ass. I concur, but she did just become very powerful. Yeah. She is now, if Viserys is dead, the queen of the realm. Mm-hmm. And she just made an allyship with the other, the second most powerful house in the entire realm. So she's in a good position right now, politically and power-wise, in and wealth, obviously if there's an attack against her or a threat against her because she could destroy any army that comes against them. However, like you said, she is vulnerable and she has been making some questionable decisions. We'll see. I think that the next time we watch the show, next week, there will be someone new on the throne. Who do you think it's going to be? I think, well, I mean, she was named his heir, so I I would say it's going to be Queen Renera. What if he's still alive? And it's the older actress? Yeah. He would be, like, bedridden, I guess. Yeah, his arm was disgusting. Yeah, it was. Oh nasty. my goodness. Nasty. Yeah, maybe he survived, and he's maybe he'll just be like very sick for the rest of his. For yeah. the rest of the I season. I doubt it though. He's yeah. definitely gonna die. Yeah, I think we'll have a new a new person on the throne. I, at first, I thought there was like clay on his arm for like a, a weird <laughs> medieval healing technique, but then you just find out it's just his arm rotting. Yeah, disgusting. Yeah, because his fingers started rotting first. Yeah, and then that just spread up his whew, arm. Whew. I thought at first they were like wet cloths. <laughs> like medicinal cloths that they just put on whatever wounds they were but it was really this gross. episode was so well acted too yeah everyone gave great performances um patty looked patty, tired <laughs> patty was great yeah that that monologue that he that little speech he gave when he was be- about to go asleep with the medicine mm-hmm. that was that was great he's so good in this episode yeah he's i think he's been a, a terrific performer for the entire season if, guess, if, it, if it was the last episode for him Peace out, R.I.P. Patty. Patty was awesome. Big fans of the guy. Yeah, maybe this, maybe we'll see him again. We'll, we'll see what him again. a great freaking episode! That was like the biggest cliffhanger I've ever seen. I think in, a, in it, it did feel like the end of a season. Yeah, it did. You're right. For a mid season episode of a show. Yeah, but there's so much writing on it because you know the yeah. actresses are done. There's so much going on in this show, and I I and I like how it's such a smaller ensemble than Game of Thrones, and everything just feels like close quarters. And but like the I think the the writing has been so well balanced. And well paced and and it's it's slow enough for character development but then there's a lot of things that just get the ball rolling and plot moves forward really quickly like if you just look back on five episodes like a ton of stuff has happened. Like, a lot has gone on. And there's such patient filmmakers. I mean, especially the moments with Damon Mm -hmm. and uh, not having him speak, just having him, just his presence, doing all this talking for him. How many other studios or productions or filmmakers would have Damon just constantly throwing one-liners the whole time? All he needs to do is just walk in dead silent. He doesn't even say anything. He just nods and smiles, and he's just sitting there smiling. How many other writers would give him, like, a half a page of dialogue just just to stay right there? You know what I mean? But he doesn't need to say anything. That's so, such great filmmaking. Yeah. The, sh- the show's so well made. I'm very curious to see how this next episode turns out. With what If the time jump is going to happen, I'm very curious. It's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Cannot wait for next week, but we really hope you guys enjoyed our mini recap and review of House of the Dragon episode five. Cannot wait for episode six next week. Episodes this week. Yesterday, we had an episode on The Karate Kid and then Thursday, we're doing an episode on 2017, a year in film, because it was such a tremendous year for movies. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to, for you all to check it out and tune in. So take care and see ya. Goodbye, y'all. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.